Grace, peace, and mercy from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The sound of silence. I really should have titled it, Shut Up, Peter. We're going to get to Peter. Let me tell you a little bit about where I related to today's sermon. When I was uh, younger, I had a pediatrician named Dr. Mann. I like Dr. Mann. But a lot of times when I go in, he'd look at my mother and say, Michael has diarrhea of the mouth. I don't know at what age I learned what that meant. My mom always laughed, so I knew it wasn't a serious prognosis. But I learned I talk too much. That's what he was saying. Surprise, right? Diarrhea of the mouth. I think Peter had the same thing. We're going to talk a little bit about that today when we get into this transfiguration. We get this one week of white before we turn to the ashes in Lent. And it happens every year that we focus on this transfiguration. So let us focus on these nine verses as we prepare for the Lenten season. They're familiar to you. You've seen them before. But I hope you're going to see them through a different lens. And today we're going to look through the lens a little bit of Peter. They had heard, now they see. Let me reread those first two verses. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. I guess our acolyte gowns aren't quite white as light. Do you do shine, Claire? Jesus is transfigured. And as I pointed out with the kids, they heard the apostles, the disciples have seen him act like God through the different times in which he did miracles and healed. Now they see him as God for the first time. The three chosen, right? Jesus takes the three up the mountain. This is the first time he separates those three. Kids, we're going on a field trip, right? <clears throat> Pack your gear. We're going up the mountain. Follow me. He told him from the beginning, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now he's saying, follow me up the mountain. What are we going to do? And as he was transfigured before them, we now see Jesus in this royal splendor. This idea of being God. As he's shown. As white as light. Jesus looks supernatural. And again, for everything the disciples had seen, they hadn't seen this yet. Jesus was still human. This was that first supernatural experience. So let's look again to those next couple verses when you don't know what to say. Verses 3 and 4. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, Peter has a servant's heart. That's, that's servants. I don't know why the blank one got in there. Peter had a servant's heart. He was ready to jump into action. He's a good host, right? You all know those people, you go to their house, and somehow they always have like cookies waiting at a pot of coffee on there. Just good hosts or hostesses. You know, they, they know how to take care of visitors. Peter's ready to jump up. Oh my goodness, we have visitors. 
I'll take care of it, boss. But Peter needed to shut up and observe. This is one moment where Peter starts speaking. And again, I, we don't know the conversation Jesus was having with them. I'm going to assume they didn't have name tags. So Peter, or Jesus must have said something that Peter knew was Moses and Elijah. And one thing I always missed, I, I assumed they were also in a ghostly figure. But we don't know that. It doesn't say that. They could have looked just as human as Peter, James, and John. It only says Jesus is transfigured there. And now he is speaking to Moses and Elijah. So when I used to be quick to, to joke about Peter wanting to put up a bunch of tents for ghosts, we don't know that to be the case here. We don't know what Moses and Elijah were there in. But he was there. This was that moment. Peter was going to jump up and help and spoke out. Nothing like being interrupted by God, though, is it? Verse 5 says, Peter was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Uh, it's just like Jesus' baptism. Voice from God said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. But this time, God added, listen to him. Maybe it was for Peter's sake. Quit worrying about tents and listen. Maybe it was a reminder for us. Focus. Quit talking and listen. Now, I don't know how well you guys listen to others or when you were a child, but my mother used to use the same thing when I was little. When she wanted my full attention, she would say, Michael, put your finger in your ear. Now, I don't know how often I literally did that or when I stopped because to me it made no sense. I'm supposed to listen, but you want me to plug up one ear? But it was that idea. Mother is about to say something she wants my attention from. So whether it was TV, homework, talking, whatever I was doing at the time, when my mother said, Put your finger in your ear. I was focused. What is my mother going to say? Because, of course, whatever she said, I did immediately. You know, I was that kind of kid. Okay, maybe not. What is it the Lord needs to say to you to get you to stop and focus? At what point do we need to quit the things around us, quit worrying about everything else going around, and be still and know he is God. At what point has God told you, stick your finger in your ear. I'm about to say something I want you to hear. We might not have this moment on the mountain and hear the voice of God. And yet we know God talks to us through many ways, through people, through understandings, through circumstances. To sit back and listen. And I think this next part is exactly what Peter needed to hear. Have no fear. Have no fear. The three verses, six through eight, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came, touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. First off, what were they terrified about? Well, they heard the voice of God. 
that might be a little terrifying. Remember, Peter, James, and John were not with Jesus at his baptism. He called them after when he went fishing for men, when he went to find his disciples. They heard the voice of God. Can it be a little scary the first time we truly hear the voice of God? Think about things that truly terrify you the first time you do them. Going on a roller coaster, going on an airplane, going away from home for the first time, your first sleepover at somebody's house. All the things that might have terrified you the first time you do them, are they easier the next time? And the next time? And the next time? I mean, some of you are like, I've been on all the roller coasters. Been there, done that. Doesn't even bother me. Peter, James, and John heard the voice of God and they were terrified. Jesus said, rise, do not be afraid. Have no fear. If you're hearing God and it's scaring you, maybe you need to talk to God a little more often, don't you? Hearing the voice of God, going to God when we have troubles, going to God to ask for help in times of need or struggles, we should be excited to hear that voice of God, not terrified. Have no fear. Listen. And if you're saying, I don't always hear the voice of God, maybe you need to practice being a little more still. Putting everything else away and listening. We can hear for his direction. We can hear for his guidance. Rise and have no fear. Wouldn't it be nice if every morning we woke up and God said, rise, have no fear. Rise, have no fear. I've got this, I've got you. When we are walking with the master, when we are yoked with him, we needn't fear. We can focus on the risen Christ. Because again, there is nothing to fear. We're getting ready this Wednesday. We're going to be reminded from ashes we came, from dust we came, and to dust we're going to return. And when that moment comes, who are we going to be with? Jesus. Jesus. Why do we have anything to fear? This year on your walk to the cross and on your path during this Lenten season, I know many of you are used to giving something up for Lent. Maybe stop and listen more. Maybe be the one that's going to stop and listen for the voice of God. Maybe take more quiet time to be in the word and allow God's word to speak to you because he has said everything he needs to say. We just aren't very good at always listening to his voice. Jesus was God. Seeing miracles was incredible, but for Peter, James, and John to see Jesus transfigured was the next step on their path, on his path, to the cross. And as we prepare our hearts for Ash Wednesday and Lent, may we focus on the Son of God, may we be still and listen for his voice. Amen.